0: Hello, and welcome to Beyond Boundaries. I'm Justin Douglas. So happy you can join me for this episode of Beyond Boundaries. Please consider checking out the Patreon page and supporting the Beyond Boundaries podcast if you're able. That's patreon.com forward slash Beyond Boundaries podcast. You can also help by sharing, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It makes a huge difference. Hope you enjoy this episode of Beyond Boundaries. I am here with Alan Fernandez. Alan was the guest on episode 14. We talked about immigration and talked about his story. And now, today, we are going to have another conversation. And this conversation is going to be about hip hop and rap music because Alan and I, whenever we are in the same room, we are typically talking about music of some sort. Welcome, Alan. How you doing? Hey, Justin. I'm doing all right, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Are you excited to talk music for a couple hours here?
1: Oh, absolutely. As always, <laughs> there's never a time when I'm not excited.
0: Awesome. Why don't you tell people a little bit about you? If they if, if you want to learn more about Alan, you can learn a deep dive into who he is on uh, episode 14, but maybe give him like a brief Cliff Notes version and, and maybe a little bit about why you're passionate about music.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so originally from uh, North Bergen, New Jersey. So that's right outside New York City for the that knows the area. And if you do, shout out to you. I always appreciate when somebody knows my hometown. But uh, originally from North Jersey, uh, was born and raised to Dominican immigrants. Uh, so I'm a first generation Dominican American and moved out to Central Pennsylvania in 2011, I guess you could technically say. Actually, not technically, but for the most part, you can say that because I came to school out here, went to Messiah College, or rather, it's now known as Messiah University, as of July first of this year. (laughs) I saw that. That's a
0: big deal, man.
1: It is now. I could say I went to a university. I can say, yeah, I went to MU. People like Montclair, nah, Messiah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I'm a graduate there from 2015, and I've pretty much stuck around in the area since then. A big reason why I'm into music is not only am I just a general humongous fan of music and its ability to communicate emotions and feelings and thoughts and expressions to to almost anybody. Uh, Not only am I a big fan of it because of its expression of different cultures and the ability for different cultures to meet in the same place to share and grow in knowledge of one another. But uh, I consider myself a bit of a creative. So on the side of my nine to five, which I work at a public cyber charter school, I am a mobile DJ, uh, as well as, I guess you could say, just from, on the creative aspects, you know, from DJing, I do a little bit of production, some finger drumming. Um, I do live sound mixing and engineering uh, for various concerts or events, such as our gatherings when we're meeting in person. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just I'm just a huge fan of music. I'm a huge fan of what it does. Particularly hip hop, uh, grew up with with that form of music in the household the entire the entire childhood of mine, and continued diving into it as an adult. So, you know, that's a a, a real quick cliff notes version of why I'm so passionate about music and a little bit of who I am and where I'm from.
0: That's awesome, dude. Yeah, you've DJed weddings that I've done before. You uh, you you mix sound at the Belong Collective. You're Mm-hmm. definitely very uh very into music i actually just found out we're doing another wedding next year uh kevin's we wedding. are Kev- yep. kevin and mandy's <laughs> wedding i don't know if you noticed i don't know if you knew that but yeah
1: uh, yeah they they told me because i had asked i was like so who are you having officiating and they're like we're meeting with justin tomorrow and i was like oh cool
0: <laughs> yeah when then they told and, me and
1: whoever. and we would have done a third one well technically been the second one um oh, yeah? back this spring but because of covid oh, that, yeah. that had to be shrunken down yeah, to meet yeah. the to meet the the what's the word requirements for? requirements Mandacy, yes requirements yeah. thinking it was R word <laughs> so we we would have had two by this point
0: uh yeah, yeah no but, you're 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 in uh, popular demand djing out there even even with uh with with everything going on there's still been off some opportunities for you here and there to to get out and still be able to, to do that. That's good. And, um, and you do a great job, man. Seriously. Like Alan's a great DJ, a great, um, you, you, you know how to like run a room and coordinate like an event. Like, I don't know, like there's some DJs that just know how to plug stuff in and know the technical aspect, but you also know how to like, how to feel out a room and what they're, uh, what they're doing at our you you even dj the uh the the black lives matter protest and uh and i did helped with that and so like yeah you yeah like, it's just funny that <laughs> i don't i forget about things and i'm sure you do too you do so many events so
1: but, uh, well so yeah. you know what's funny about that is uh my girlfriend's uh younger sister so she just graduated high school uh mm. she was actually going to try to come to the to the blm protest in Humpstown but uh, she had to work but she was talking to me and she was saying she's like, Yeah, I had a lot of, I had a good number of friends who went to the BLM protest. And I was like, Oh, cool. She goes, Yeah, they they thought it was super cool if there was a DJ at a protest. Because they're like, yo, how many protests have DJs there? <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> she she was like, she was like, Yeah, that's that's my that's my sister's boyfriend. Yeah. And um, our our I protest like, as
0: a DJ. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, honestly, after that, I'm down to pro- to DJ more protests. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, granted, I need to know what the protest is about.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not just
1: gonna do any one. <laughs> I'm gonna get a a, a, a a direct message from the from the yeah, chapter yeah, yeah. over in Chambersburg and be like, Hey, yeah, you better have be careful or rally going up. It's like, I don't know about that
0: one. Yeah, you better be careful putting yourself out there as the protest <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Might be, uh, might be on the Capitol steps with some uh, AR-15s or something. On. Oh, man.
1: You'd be can, like, "Hey, we
0: can we sit this? Uh, I need a haircut." Sign right in front of your DJ booth. You... <laughs> oh, man. oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, hey, um, yeah, I, let's let's uh let's start talking about music, about hip hop and rap. I know we could talk about all kinds of music because the truth is, you and I talk about all kinds of music, not just exclusively hip hop and rap, but. Probably the biggest thing we spend most of our time talking about is hip hop and rap and just the intersection yeah. of so much of what I think so intriguing about hip hop and rap is the, the the lens that it puts or, or the lens that you can see injustice through in that music or the way mm-hmm. it calls out certain systems of oppression or um, and it's a very unfiltered, um unapologetic genre um which for some people is the reason they don't listen to it and if you're here, and that's you, I totally understand and respect that for others, it's that unapologetic, kind of like brunt, blunt this is you know straight to the point kind of referencing that actually let you know there's something real here and raw here that um, you can't really find in your more polished pop music or mm-hmm. you know, other, other other varieties of music. And I, for me, that's always been something that's drawn me into hip hop and rap. What, what are some characteristics that have drawn you into kind of hip hop and rap music? And certainly for you, I'm, I'm sure there's elements that were also in the, in the sense of like being raised around it, it being something you heard growing up. But I mean, what are the characteristics that kept you kind of coming back or that really drew you in early on?
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: So, so um, just for,
1: for personal reference. So I typically refer to to the, the genre and style of music as hip hop. And I usually use the term rap for the actual act of the verbal enunciations and performance of it. That's good. To, um, that's good to
0: know. Cause I don't, I don't really, I, I've tend to distinguish hip hop and rap as like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. I, I like that you distinguish it that way because the way I do it, I don't know that it's technically accurate. So, but, so know. I think.
1: Yeah, the re- the reason why I think a lot of people say hip hop and rap music is partially because for, to some people they just know the art of the vocal performance and they just call that rapping yep. because it's not it's not inherent. It's not a solely spoken word. It's not solely singing. Um, even though most MCs would say they don't even come close to that, but some people see it as that, or you have people who say, Oh yeah, Drake is both, but that's another conversation from another time. But, um, yeah. it's not inherent. It's, it's, it's this amalgamation of different vocal performances that also has this deep root into a lot of uh, Jamaican performance traditions, which if you trace, you know, the history of hip hop down far enough, uh, a lot of. The vocal aspects come from jamaican traditions mm. so um so it's it's this amalgamation of different styles of verbal expression that also has a lot of history in you know or uh the act of oral storytelling and oral history amongst cultures and groups of people so it's really hard to pinpoint this so i feel like part part of how rap music became the genre is because well we don't know what this vocal thing is so it's just called rap so we'll call any music that has this as rap music even
0: though go ahead no no i'm sorry go ahead no no i was just gonna say so so like i've always um so this is probably just my in my own head there i don't know Mm if there's any definition that that someone gave me along the way probably just something i picked up and so feel free to tell me like this is completely wrong but i always thought of like okay so um so like let's think of like uh you you use drake right okay so Mm -hmm. drake So I would call like One Dance or um, Mm -hmm. some other songs that are more Drake's like chill slash singy songs as I would would typically give them like a hip hop. Like I would call that hip hop. Mm -hmm. But then when you think of like Six Man or like some of his more like aggressive songs might be the way of saying it. I tend Mm -hmm. to think of those as rap songs. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know if that's accurate. That's just the way I kind of have thought of it. You had brought up Drake, so I thought of Drake as a good one. But I also kind of think like Lupe Fiasco does this. He has songs that are less aggressive and more like, I don't, I don't know if this is a proper word or term, but like flowy. Like it just kind of like- Yeah. feels like so, it's putting you into yeah. a trance more so. And then so other I ones think, feel like they're pumping you up and that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's a fair disting, distinction, but that's how I've always distinguished. That's yeah,
1: so I I, I would, uh, I, I think, I don't, know if I don't know if there's inherently right or wrong aspect to this. I think part of it is, you know, as hip hop became more popular, it had more radio plays. So you had this, uh, this grooming of the music, so to speak, that I would say started happening that led to hip hop having a pop presentation in the sense of, mm. you know, let's take Drake, for example. A lot of Drake's songs are very structured. You know, structured based on the song. You have a verse, a chorus, a bridge, then the chorus again. It's structured in that way. Um, You know, it's pretty quantized. Uh, There's a lot of elements of pop writing in the Mm -hmm. hip hop music, even though it doesn't it doesn't overshadow the hip hop elements. In the case of Drake, it was especially with his discography over the last few years. He's really done what is pretty inherent to hip hop, which is doing a lot of blending. So a lot of what he's been doing recently has been a blending of, excuse me, his his like and uh, I'm trying to think of the word. I don't know the word. Uh, But basically his interest in Afrobeat style music, his interest in UK grime. He's been on record that he loves UK grime. So a lot of those influences are kind of pervade, you know, invading his style and fusing with the hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that it's definitely that structured element, or you think of, think of many other very commercially successful hip hop artists. And a lot of the songs that are really high up there, as far as their, uh, you know, commercial success is very organized. Then you have, um, some of your other hip hop artists who are categorized as legends and, or, you know, really notable MCs. Like here's a really good example. MF doom, MF doom in the hip hop community is considered one of the best lyricists and rappers of all time.
0: Dude, He's a poet, man. He's he's Right. Amazing.
1: Right. And part of that is because he's not as, I don't want to say he's polished because MF doom is truly a really, really smart artist, but the presentation of it is not as, uh, I don't want to say it's, here's, here's what I, I was saying. It's so yeah.
0: dense. It's so dense. Yes. That you 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 literally listen to one song and you're like, holy crap, that was a whole that the, the amount of lyrics that he can fit into one song is the same amount of lyrics you would find on a whole Drake album. Yeah. It's dense. And he's yeah. and it's brilliant. <gasps> it's brilliant but you have to be engaged the whole time where I feel like Drake's just the thing you got on in the background and you're grooving to, you're not really paying attention. I, I don't know. That's the way right. I think about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think of some of his
1: uh, more recent uh, songs and as you said, they're very groove oriented, very rhythmic, uh, very much like, okay, I'm kind of gliding along to this. But then I think to some of his other uh, songs, like I'm trying to think of the album. Um, oh my gosh. The one album with zero to a
0: hundred. I'm trying to remember what
1: that album is called.
0: Oh. Um. Uh, uh, what is that album called? That's that's one of my favorite albums, too. Uh,
1: yeah, side note, I'm, as even though I'm a DJ, I suck a lot of times with song titles and albums. I know how they sound. I typically know
0: who sings it or who raps uh, it or is whatever. It, but is it, is if it, you're reading uh, this, it's too late. Is it if you're reading this and you're too late? Yeah, uh, it's too late. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that's what it is, yes. So I think of an album like that with Drake, and there are so many hard-hitting songs on there. Um, you know, you yeah. have 10 bands, Energy... Like, you have a lot of songs where he's up front in your pace, like, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm spitting right now. Oh, wait, Zero to 100 is not on this album, but it's pretty much around this time that he was spitting out songs like I that. I think
0: Zero to 100 was <clears> on <throat> v- maybe on Views, which came after, or I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it, it was right around. No. It was it was right around that time, though, wasn't it, or no? Um, No,
1: I'm trying to – I'm looking it up real quick on my iPad here as, uh, as we're talking about this. <laughs> um. Zero to One Hundred was on. Oh man, uh nothing was the same. That's what it was.
0: I didn't know that was on. Nothing was the same. That's nothing was the same as my favorite Drake for sure. Like that. That yeah. album. <clears throat> that album to me was my favorite. Yeah. What's your favorite Drake album? We'll just since we're here, since we're just taking uh, conversation. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing was the same. I feel like that oh. that album is very musically like like legit like there's a lot of really good like instrumentation that's what i mean like there's there's real instruments consistently through that album in i think innovative ways not that drake not that there hasn't been great drake albums since and i haven't really given the given the new like dark lane demo uh tapes like a real you know playthrough like i've played it a little bit but like to act a real listen to whether or not i like it but like uh, that, um, yeah. that album that album's definitely, definitely. well
1: and th- actually this album is a great example of kind of what i was getting to um was that on that album drake has a lot of moments where it's very rhythmic very grooving uh you kind of roll along to to the rhythm and then he has songs where it's just hard hitting like straight flows straight lyricism or at the very least he's like intently rapping and yeah. so you have this this blend of as i said that that you know some of the more dense um, lyricism, or some of the more dense production and overall feeling, and you have other songs that are just very groove oriented, very reflective, even in a lot of ways. Um, and that's what's kind of a defining aspect to hip hop. In all honesty, hip hop is is this genre of music that has uh, this foundation, but it's this foundation that always has on a new skin or is always. Mm-hmm. adding new elements to its to its composition yeah which is
0: kind of see that with post malone right like i feel like post mm-hmm. malone has been able to like take like i first of all i don't even know what to categorize post malone as and that's actually the new mm-hmm. the new struggle i think with some of the new newer hip-hop artists and, yeah is that like there's part of me that's like is post malone even a hip-hop artist like mm-hmm. is like white iverson is definitely uh uh a rap song or a hip hop song but like but like a lot of what he's done since is blending other things like i watched a whole one hour live thing during quarantine where he just covered a bunch of nirvana songs and i'm like yeah dude can play guitar and sing and scream like i'm like wow this is yeah blending all kinds of different now that that wasn't blending rap and that but he is definitely bringing in like other elements and i'm personally not a big post malone fan that's not yeah. like my favorite kind of music. I'm sure it gets everyone going when you DJ and you play Post Malone though.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I personally like Post Malone, but yeah, you a lot do? of people okay. like Post Malone. Yeah, a lot of people- you, yeah, you, as, you, as like, like, you do like or, do, or don't like?
0: I do, I do like okay. Post Malone. What do, I mean, do you definitely like about not Post
1: Malone? So- yeah, I mean, definitely not every song hits hard, every song is a favorite of mine. But I like Posty because-
0: um, I love how you called him posty. <laughs> that was great.
1: Um, yeah, I I, I really I, I appreciate him because number one, he, while songwriting wise, as far as the content of his music, it is by no means on the depth of Kendrick or J Cole or yeah. any other artists like that within the hip hop sphere. Um, but you you have these lyrics that, because here's the thing, if for some reason younger generations really like him and really tied to his lyrics. And I think it's because they're, they're not as in depth enough to be closed off to people. So kinda like, you kind of you kind of ingest it passively, but if you're somebody who identifies with the theme of the songs or the theme of his lyrics, which a lot of times is heartbreak or, or from what I've it is a lot of heartbreak or a lot of uh, breaking of trust or breaking of loyalty or, a lot of times it's the sometimes the superficial or surface level disappointment of being in a relationship with somebody, whether it be a friendship or a romantic relationship as, as a younger kid where that's one, some of the most important things to you, that is going to have a lot of levels for you. That's going to have a lot of depth for you. So that's one. Yeah. That's one thing I appreciate about him. And also, yeah, he, I wouldn't classify him as a rapper, but I'd say he's in the hip hop sphere because his sound signature shares a lot of space with what you tend to hear in hip-hop
0: yeah. it
1: also uh is friendly to mixing with some more uh solely hip-hop genres of music uh, but posty still has this element of fluidity in his music where as you said he's covering songs by nirvana and this and that like he's said, plenty of interviews where he says like i sometimes would much rather listen to hours of bob dylan and nirvana than i would you know, Tupac or Biggie, whatever the case would be. Um, And that's, that's just, that's his natural uh, flow as a musician, as a creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is something really cool to that. And there is something he kind of takes with that and puts in his music. Again, he's no, I wouldn't classify him as any modern musical genius, but he's (laughs) just a really, but he's, but he's just a really fun, very creative guy who puts out music that, could be super simple for you to enjoy passively, or depending on who you are, could take this really yeah. f- much more in-depth uh, feel, which that could be argued because that's the subjective aspect of listening to music and tying to art. But that's, you know, aside from the point, I do think his lyricism is friendly to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will say I was really impressed with his <laughs> covers of Nirvana. Like, I was actually... Mm-hmm. It was funny because me and one of my friends, we were texting back and forth the like day after that came out and we watched it and I was like, Oh gosh, here we go, kind of type situation. But like yeah. even the songs he chose to cover, I was like, those are the songs I would have covered. Like and I'm like, he's killing it. Like he's actually doing really good. Like, yeah. He can he can scream the the parts where you need to scream. He can and I mean I grew up playing Nirvana. That those were the first songs I learned to play on guitar. So like for me, I'm like sitting here like, yeah. wow, he's crushing this and uh um, yeah and it was it was a good time what's your favorite posty song
1: uh honestly i have to say again as a dj I suck at song titles, which is bad but um i want to say it's prop it well actually it's a tie it's tied between sunflower uh with sway lee and which is on the spider-man into the spider-verse soundtrack
0: song that's that's an amazing song
1: um well not only is it an amazing song but i have a, a, a bit of a sentimental tie to it because of the fact that into the spider-verse highlighted a half black half puerto rican spider-man and just yeah. the story in itself was amazing and it wasn't because of that but that added so much into it yeah. which i'll hold off on that because we could talk about diversity in film and tv and tv on another podcast <laughs> but um i have to say it's probably uh, it's from hollywood's bleeding his latest album it might be take what you want with Ozzy Osborne and Travis Scott. Oh, okay, that one. Gotcha. And it's mainly because it's Ozzy and Travis Scott on a record with Post Malone. Yeah. Which are three very different artists. But that's what I'm Even- saying. I
0: feel like the only person who can bring those two those two together, Ozzy and Travis Scott, is someone like Post Malone who can live in both those lands. Like he he, mm-hmm. li- he has a foot in both in each of those worlds. It's weird.
1: Yeah, like you would not see The Baby putting together a collaboration like that no. now am I saying that that's not impossible no I you know that I anything could happen honestly with music we've seen weirder collaborations but um, to do it
0: and do it well that's what I was right say. like to do it and do it well anybody can put someone else on a track it's a matter of money and just studio time but um, yeah yeah but they they did it and did it well I, my favorite posty song, and I keep using Posty after you did, you know. I kind yeah. Of, uh, what are you trying <laughs> to say? I don't know. Um, I'm just too old to say Posty. That's the only problem. Um, <laughs> I've, I've reached that. I'm 36 now. I've reached the line where you can't just, you know, call Post Malone Posty. Whatever. All right. Um, so for me, um, Wow is a really good song. Mm. I, I, I don't know why, but that song to me is like a. Bro, that's a really I like love song.
1: I love dropping that track when I'm DJing. Oh my gosh, the track is so
0: much fun. And like the music video is even better because that guy I don't know if you know, but that guy like did like a dance video in his backyard. Um, there's like a guy who did this like an old guy who did this like dance video to Wow in his backyard, and then Post Malone saw it and then created a music video for Wow with him in it dancing it's hilarious dude it's hilarious i did not i i haven't seen a music video i honestly i don't really see music videos too often but yeah uh, that music me. video i don't really see many music videos either but that one was actually hilarious i prefer funny music videos if i'm gonna watch music videos. yeah <laughs> yeah fun. but uh
1: but yeah so so it's supposed to again he navigates this realm the sphere of hip hop and he embodies hip hop in one way in that again he, he has this fusion of music that is crossing or at least tries to cross realms of diversity or realms of differences again he has a song with ozzy osbourne and travis scott you know again anything anything can happen any collapse can happen but that's certainly one that was like oh wow this is a genuine surprise to see on his latest album um and he'll also
0: collab with bieber like
1: yeah that's what's weird
0: like he'll also collab with like the biggest pop star in the game
1: right so so, like, so you weird. so you have yes yeah, so you have this element of hip-hop having that pop polish because as i said I, I i think you put it in a great way whereas it's less dense and it's easier to it's pop in and kind of passively listen to like okay cool i got it um whereas you can't just passively listen to mf doom because it's so no. creative and i would even argue the same thing for kendrick i mean kendrick certainly has some songs that had great commercial success but You know, like "Damn" or even "To Pimp a Butterfly," there are certainly songs on there that are like, "Oh, I can't. I can't just listen to this. I have to like sit down and digest this." Um, And here's and here's where the conversation gets interesting when you talk about what is hip hop. You know, who has it, who doesn't? um, Is hip hop has elements in it that are not inherently music based. Because the music has a really deep tie to the culture, in which a culture has a really deep tie, deep tie, excuse me, into particular minorities represented in the US. Um so there is this long-standing history of who originated the sound and the legacies that are carried forward based on the originators, based on the on the the origin of the entire culture. Um, and that particular legacy continues and exists in a lot of the music musical aspects. Um, so, you know, when you think of hip hop, you think, oh, okay, so typically it's probably 808 kick. There's some element of electronic production into it that's particular to this particular BPM or this particular key or notes, because there's definitely a lot of those de- those defining aspects of hip hop. But when you really think about it, when you tie it down it's the sense of okay it's this aspect of emceeing or rapping this essence of this unique vocal delivery of lyrics and words um, that rides along to a rhythm or creates another sub rhythm on top of another rhythm hence the term flows which we always talk about In which if you want a master class on different flows in the same beat listen to MCs like eminem Because he's a master of throwing down four or five different flows on one bar of music. Yeah, Um, You know, you have that element. You have DJing and scratching, which at this point has turned into basically music production. um, And the art of creating the music, the art of sampling as well. I mean, sampling would not be a thing without hip hop um then you have the aspect of of the dancing element so break dancing or in this case it's the other creative uh endeavors that further embody the culture so part of that is dancing as well um which has Mm -hmm. always been very present um and again all these elements you could even go into
0: fashion fashion is a oh fat absolutely fat another element of hip-hop yeah absolutely but um a lot of Sorry, people I mean you know, I'm not trying goes, to I'm not trying to broaden it out too much. I just no, think no. you incorporate <laughs> dancing and all this, it's like there's so much that hip hop influences. Whereas like not to say pop doesn't influence as much, but like hip hop for me really is like a whole nother like lifestyle genre. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's interesting. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah. So to some people it's it's a it's a style of music. And it's a style of music that uh is very fluid in a lot of ways. But actually um, I, I saw this just now as I'm looking up like definitions of hip hop because it's, for me it's always hard to pinpoint exactly what to say because it's so nuanced and it's very complex I don't think
0: there's an um, agreed upon definition like that's a, I don't think like, so except, except talk for about this it though they talk about it differently
1: Go right ahead. except I think this is a really good the closest thing we have to a right answer which is while often used to solely refer to rapping hip hop more properly denotes the practice of the entire subculture
0: Mm. And
1: I think that nice. that is a really yeah. good statement to focus on when you talk about hip-hop. Because as I said before, it's not just a style of music. It's, it's, a, it's an entire culture that originated, again, in the middle of the Bronx uh, in the 1970s, 1960s. And it originated out of a response to sharp economic decline in, that, in, in New York overall, but in that particular neighborhood, In a time where buildings are being burned down because a lot of landowners were getting, were basically filing false insurance claims and getting money out of it. And it was happening in more impoverished neighborhoods because there, you know, there was less value in maintaining those neighborhoods. And um, if something bad like that were to happen, it wouldn't be as pressing as if it were to happen in a more affluent area. So you literally have impoverished neighborhoods in New York City, which because of redlining, those impoverished neighborhoods happen to possess, or rather not possess, but be inhabited by people of color, mm. uh, predominantly African Americans and Latinos. Um, and you have buildings literally burning around them during an economic decline where um, gang culture is also present at this time. And there's you know a little bit of gang activity going on. There's so many elements there that it was, you know, for lack of better ways to describe it, it was a shitty situation. It yeah. was a shitty time to be living in the Bronx. So at the very least, Like there was a lot of shit they had to deal with. And I apologize for cussing. I officially <laughs> got the explicit mark on this podcast, <laughs> but there's no better way to explain that. Yeah. So you have the youth of New York dealing with all of this, trying to process all of this. And literally the one thing and they had to do, the only other thing they could do is maybe do drugs. And that was the big thing. They were like, okay, well, getting high is an escape. But then they realized, okay, but this is also getting us in further trouble. So what else is there to possibly do? And And they were like, well, we can party. Let's start throwing parties. And you had a select number of individuals do particular things that would eventually become these parties hosted in the middle of the Bronx where these kids would come and be like, look, as long as we're not dealing drugs or buying drugs on side, like this is an escape for us away from what's going on. And another possibility of us having a higher probability of not getting into trouble. And then mm. that's when you had folks like, you know, DJ Kool Herc and Grandmaster Flash and uh, Africa Bombada. And you had all these monumental figures in hip hop come through and start throwing parties. And that's where you know, the oral uh, poetic musical tradition from Jamaica started coming through, which would eventually evolve itself into rap because it started as a way to just kind of engage the audience as the DJ would spin records and really do something no one else was doing, which is like, you don't blend disco records and, and jazz records or whatever the case may be. You don't just blend that like that. You play and you let it go through and you flip the, the, the vinyl over. These things were not happening. They were not a thing. And so you had kids out of desperation and out of an attempt to just have hope for another day and escape from what was troubling them deeply. Mm. innovate and create an entire culture or begin an entire culture, which laid the found the finding grounds to the music that came out of that, which was basically the face of the culture mm. um, and so. That's why it's, it it gets really hard to talk about what is hip hop because you cannot disassociate the music from that history, especially when, when you think, when you ask anybody, regardless of whatever racial bias they may possess, which everybody has one, regardless of their skin color, which is very different from racism. Again, another podcast we could talk about another time, (laughs) but there's racial bias everywhere. And you ask anybody of any racial bias, no matter how woke or how ignorant they may self-describe themselves to be, when you think of hip hop, what is the first caricature of a face that you think of when you think when you hear that term? More often than not, I, in my opinion, I would I would say they're going to think of a of a African American's face. Yeah, but it, it, particularly a a a, a male African American because they have tended to be the dominant presence amongst hip-hop music, which we're yep. seeing a radical shift in that over the last decade, not even decade, last 20 years, but especially Dude, in Missy last decade.
0: Missy was like my favorite when I was in high school. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, Missy Elliott, Little Kim, um, even uh, Ivy Queen, even though she was more, uh, you know, tied into the Latino community or something to that. But again, another topic, another podcast, but, um, but that's what you, that's what I think would be commonly thought of. And again, that's, I'm not saying this is generalization. That's not truth. That's my opinion.
0: But no, I think, I think uh, that's probably a fair poll that if I walked up to anybody and asked what the first, even just the first person that came to their mind, the only anomaly that would break that poll might be Eminem. But, um, mm-hmm. but... Because he is some people's number one MC, which oh, absolutely, which, which I, he, I think he, he, deserves he deserves to be in that conversation. He deserves to be in that conversation. That's the weird thing. Like it's like not and yeah. not that it's weird that he deserves to be in it. I'm just saying he is good. He's really good. He's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's fair to say that hip hop has always kind of held this almost? Is it fair to say that hip hop has almost always centered itself, or at least found its roots? Um, or so either centering or finding its roots or when it's had the best voice it's been speaking up against the injustices of its day or at the very least partying in the face of injustice like like celebrating like i think there's something beautiful about celebration when you're in those moments like what you described like when you're going through hard times and you actually choose to celebrate there's something beautiful in that um I I sense that like some of the best hip hop that I listen to like or at least what I would characterize as like really like good hip hop is stuff like Kendrick that's usually calling attention to injustices or or choosing to celebrate amid the pain and like not not afraid to call out the brokenness that exists in our world like you know what I mean like and it seems like that it it really is at the foundation at the core of Mm -hmm. what hip hop was at the beginning is that fair to say yeah I I think that's very fair to say because
1: there's just something about the nature of that music and the nature of that culture that when it is done for the means of having a voice against injustice, when it's used as a means of granting artistic expression for the sake of having freedom and that knowing your voice was amplified to some degree, Regardless of who listens, to know that your amp- the voice was amplified, is, <clears throat> a, is, that is when that genre of music, that culture, tends to be at its, <clears throat> I wouldn't say at its best, because you could certainly have a bad hip-hop song about good messaging. A lot of people commonly go to Eminem's, not his latest album, but the one before that as a good example, but regardless, it, there's, this, there's this intensity that's present. There is this okay. You're saying something, and it has to be heard, whether it's artistically good or not. Um, you know, regardless of that, it's this sense of whoa, something's being said. And now, fortunately, a lot of times, I think the art is good when that happens because the art came about by that nature. And so, I feel like there's this, you know, almost altruistic or this, uh, not spiritual, but this, this, uh, for lack of better terms, a spiritual connection between the origin of the genre and when it's amplified best, which is in those moments of speaking of injustice or representing as a voice for the voiceless or to the voiceless. Um,
0: So I think those are- Fast forward to like from, from, from the Bronx to the West Coast rap where, or hip hop where you have um you know in the midst of the rodney king riots and such like that you just have Mm -hmm. this you know i mean this iconic song f the police that like um Mm -hmm. is all about um the injustice that the black community is dealing with with police and particularly you know um in that region at that time that was that was known beyond that song does that make sense it was it was Mm -hmm. those stories were going out beyond the music but i would say this like that particular song in that moment in history is something that like without that song i wonder if it would be as well known does that make sense without that that, like um contribution and i'm not saying that contribution is um i i want to be very clear here like i think art holds this place of like being someone's truth that doesn't necessarily mean it is (laughs) true. and what i want to be clear about that is just to say like um i i don't want to like co-sign that song in the sense of like you know calling for violence against police or 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 writing off all police as just FML or something like that but i do think what what's interesting is when when you hear that level of anger and frustration toward a system and the way in which it's oppressed your community you can choose to write it off and say well that's not true or mm-hmm. you can listen and be like wow um there's some real raw emotion there of mm-hmm. individuals who have dealt with some pretty rough things around policing it seems like you know what i mean like like there's they were able to encapsulate i guess it, it's it's as if hip-hop is the protest music i guess is what i guess i'm saying and and you hear it in all these different waves and now obviously you have kendrick and toby's been doing a bunch of like protest type music like even with his most recent song uh Uh, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor (laughs) like yeah like he just did a song arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor and he's just like it's just like you know a minute long of that it's like it's like you know uh, uh, it's just interesting to see how hip-hop always seems to be able to um, connect itself almost in the tradition of like folk music like folk music like Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan for example was was always um, connected to protest music connected to that I see like hip hop as that a more modern version of that. Do you see that too, or, or what do you see as the distinctions? Um,
1: I mean it's a it's a really good question because, you know, when I feel like there's this elements that always has to be dis uh, as be a disclaimer when talking about this topic because. <clears throat> saying that hip-hop is this protest music is this music for the voiceless it almost some people would would interpret that as oh so hip so rock can't be the same thing folk can't be the same thing yeah
0: yeah uh
1: which is which is not the argument there because you know art is art music is music art is always a reflection of what we feel and what we think and it has that excuse me wow Having dry mouth here. Hold on a second.
0: You're all right. Get a drink, man. Get a drink.
1: <laughs> there we go. All right. <clears throat> need myself to get a cough. Um. But uh, you know that that's that's the beauty of art, and it's the beauty of being human as well. Is we have this ability to take something that's not tangible and have it speak into the tangible pains or tangible conflicts that we have to deal with. Um. Or at least they're more tangible than than the ethereal presence and existence of a song. But. A lot of folk and a lot of rock, <clears throat> you know, different genres of music and different histories. What makes the history of hip hop so unique in its origin is because it literally erupted from as much of a melting pot as you can have in the 1960s in the middle of an inner city mm, environment.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know, there was nothing fun happening per se. Like there was no like it literally came out of the pressures of life. there There was nothing. It wasn't like just some kid who was having a good time who got to to write some music. It was it was this no. We are literally dying or we're literally just suffering this immense turmoil, and we just
0: need some sort of escape. And so maybe the fact that some of the best rap music currently is some of the rawest rap music is because that may be actually some of the most connected to its roots yes i i would i would
1: argue that and i, and I would tend to agree with that um because yeah it, it it in those moments it ties back so closely to to the to the roots and history of the genre i mean let's let's look at let's look at the this, let's look at this look it's looking in this way let's look at the international appeal to a genre of music or to a culture that's based in, in the style of music. I mean, obviously, you know, rock has had a massive international uh, presence, you know, yeah. especially when you look at, you know, from the 60s to, to even the 90s, so much of rock, so much of the rock classics are from the UK. Like so many classic yeah. rock bands and artists are from the UK. Beatles, I mean, Rolling
0: Stones. like you can e-
1: Exactly that. that. You can keep on and on. <clears throat> um, Queen, you know. Yeah. So you you have this presence, um, but you think to uh, I I'm I'm gonna dive into some academic uh, terminology here. So um, I I took a global Christian theology course in college, uh, and the reason it was called global Christian theology was because I wanted to look at the aspect of studying God just generally, then focusing on the Judeo Christian traditions of Christianity within what was categorized as the global south, which, which was comprised of Asia, South America, and Africa. It didn't include North America or Europe or any other particular cultural groups or long geographical locations that tended to have had positions of power across history. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely tied a lot to the aspect of race, uh, which a lot of the global north Tend to be of the of of uh, white background, so you know you. So I remember this class. Attempting to uncolonize.
0: You're attempting to uncolonize theology. In that would be right.
1: That that's that 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 was a big purpose of the course. So I want to take that term of the global south and apply it to this conversation. When you look at the impact rock music has had to the global south, you know we've definitely have seen rock bands comprise of people from Africa or various parts of Asia, various parts of Africa, various parts of South America, especially South America where Latin rock is a really formidably present uh, subgenre amongst the rock umbrella, for sure. And you can even look at other genres too, you know, bossa nova or jazz or, or, or any other style of music. But every time you go to the elements of hip hop, that the presence of hip-hop in the Global South is astoundingly strong. Yeah. Astoundingly strong to the point where you have in categories in Spotify about various Asian countries and their hip-hop artists, especially to where there is such a really dope and strong sub-community present in hip-hop culture that's inhabited by Asian Americans and Asians overall. Like you have uh, rappers that rap in Cantonese or Chinese, japanese uh south korean hip-hop and there are these strong pockets strong pockets that i press within asia you have latin america in south america where you know reggaeton is this, this blend of traditional spanish music with hip-hop so you have folks like daddy yankee Don
0: Omar, um we andel uh, dude every time i go <laughs> every time i go to my uh puerto rican barber like he always just has like Puerto Rican rap blaring. Yeah, <laughs> it's always uh, Bad Bunny. Like I don't know this guy. Like but uh, but I've I've probably heard every one of his songs now. It's always- uh,
1: Bad Bunny is one of my favorite right now. Oh, uh, really? and he's, okay.
0: I I would tout him to be the next Daddy
1: Yankee, not the Daddy Yankee of his generation, as far as his influence on uh, Latin trap music, reggaeton, and just Latin. Electronic musical for all, but again, another topic for another uh yeah. podcast. No, it, it's a it whole, flows, it's a whole
0: topic, this, dude. It flows it, it, into this podcast. No, it, it does, it does. I find, then, I find it interesting to... though because it's he's 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 really good, but it is a different, it's 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 North American rap, and I don't want to say it's North American as if we own the genre, but what I guess I'm saying is it's it's rap that I grew up with, is what I'm saying, but it's also yeah. like got a different flavor to it. Like it does bring in that, like more like like latin beats and stuff to it which is right it's it's interesting and it has trap in it and i'm just like this is like yeah this is as if you took like an atl you know someone from atl making beats threw in like some some hip-hop and then threw in some latin music and like just put it in a blender and blended it all together and this is what i'm listening to while i'm getting my haircut and i'm like this is just a wild but but it's very influential down there like this guy's Amazing, like he's he's incredibly popular from what I can tell. Like, um, and so like you you look at people like Bad Bunny, and you're like, okay, that guy, that guy's a pretty big deal in that particular community. I would say, rap has been exported or picked up in other places and popularized in other places, very different than rock has, right? Or or many other genres, for that matter. I'd say a close second is
1: house music. And oh, okay. the uh, and and or the overarching EDM. umbrellas EDM. as EDM, yeah, yeah. Even though people who people who are really into the into that culture would hear that, and be like, that's not the same. But yeah, I would say it's a close second. But even but yo, even house music, house music started in Chicago by black artists. So even house music, even EDM, which we which I would argue again, personal opinion, not a factual generalization, but. I would argue a lot of people tend to think of EDM and techno and all these other subgenres of that, of that music as a very, as very white music, but it's history is also in black artistry, which is the crazy thing. Again, another topic for another podcast. So Dude, I, just looked, up, I but... just looked
0: up real quick. I just looked up real quick. Another one of the Puerto Rican artists that I hear a lot of uh, Mikey Woods. Have you heard of this guy? I have not. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but he's It's just funny because like I know what they look like because he has like, a, he, he he doesn't listen to music. He has music videos playing. So like I've watched yeah. all the music videos, it's just, uh, whatever. It's funny. Oh, I, I would also
1: <laughs> recommend, uh, El Decidente. he is another, uh, Puerto Rican rapper and artist. He actually has, I think, a, a documentary on Netflix as well. Uh, he is one of the most prevalent voices in Puerto hmm. Rico and in La- uh, South America in general for activism and for injustices and things like that. But that's exactly what Fat, I'm talking Fat about. Fat Joe's Puerto it's,
0: Rican, right? Is Fat Joe Puerto yes. Rican? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: he is. But that's what, that's exactly what I'm talking about, and that's kind of what I'm getting at with the with the reach into the global South. You know, even in, in in Africa, which you know, in Africa it's a little bit more complex because you have the elements of of Afrobeat as well and the interfusions that are happening there. Like Africa, across its many different cultures and countries, is one of the most rich in music and diversity in its music continents in the world. And I think so much of Western culture sleeps on it. Now Afrobeats kind of becoming very popular with, you know, you have um, a lot of artists that are coming through. There are also doing collaborations with a lot of pop artists that we know, including even, uh, you know, some Latin artists like, like J Balvin and Bad Bunny and things like that. But, but it's one of the most culturally rich amalgamations of hip hop and, and, and other styles of music related to that that are happening there. And here's the kicker. It's not just a sense of a mainstream attraction or mainstream success. It's also success because of its presence in protests in those countries as well. Uh, one, of my, one of the biggest examples I can think of, and I remember this story popping off in 2019, but I remember even hearing about it before this, is uh, Egypt's underground hip-hop scene. Really? Egypt, yes, Egypt has this really in-depth, Underground hip hop scene that's all focused on. It's sort of like the backpack conscious style rap, but it's all very political and very socially conscious lyricism. And that is very understanding, considering a lot of the the political situations and or conflicts that Egypt has found itself in, and even other neighboring countries and or countries associated with Egypt's history and things like that. Um, and if you go on Google and just look it up, there's there's a couple of really good articles about it talking about that. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember. Uh, I can't remember exactly what was going on because uh, I remember hearing about it in passing, but I remember there was, there was a situation happening in Egypt. I remember a friend of mine posting about it on Facebook and I remember doing some research on it real quick in the moment. And I remember seeing news clips about these rappers in Egypt going and leading the way in protests, rapping lyrics and performing in the middle of a protest. Like it's one thing for me to DJ from a stage in a protest, but these dudes were literally performing in the middle of a crowd in a protest (laughs) in the middle of Egypt. And these MCs were getting arrested and beaten and all these other crazy things because what they were rapping about was an opposition, stark opposition to the major- to what the majority stance was, and in stark opposition to the injustice that was being allowed by their ruling powers.
0: Mm. I think it's so interesting that you bring up like regions from a standpoint of like if we were to even just stay in America, it's interesting how hip hop and different sounds and forms have even been formed regionally within America. Like because mm-hmm. that's interesting too to me. Like you have. You know, when I say West Coast rap, the first thing that comes in your mind is going to be Tupac, probably, or Dr. Dre or Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. right? And they have their own, like, <clears throat> like, particular sound. And then, like, if I say East Coast, you're probably going to think Jay-Z or Big E and, you know, or others. And, and, they, and that sound is a little bit different. And then, like, if I say Texas, you're probably going to think Paul Wall. And you're going to start thinking of, like, it has a very, like, particular sound to it. And, mm-hmm. and then if I say like ATL or trap, which uh, in a lot of ways, those became synonymous for a while, not so much anymore, but for a while, that was where it was all coming from, that kind of region, um, Outkast or Luda, or you know they have their own sound too. And then you think of like Eminem coming from Michigan, like you even have P- middle America kind of, uh, which is pulling from all these different sounds in a lot of ways. And so it's just interesting, even regionally, um, Speak to that a little bit. Like, what do you think of when you think of the, the regions of even America of how, how hip-hop is so regionalized too? Um, well, I would say part of that is the nature of
1: the art style where it's about, it's about basically making music your own. Taking mm-hmm. whatever you can and what you know and redistributing it through the filter and lens that is you. And a lot of who we are is based in where we're from and where we grew up. Regardless if it's, if it is a terrible experience or a positive experience, a lot of who we are comes from where we grew up and how we grew up. So when you have something popping off in a particular region and you have one to five people beginning to take something, deconstruct it and then reconstruct it through their lens you're going to have your friends and family nearby be like, yo, that's dope. That's super cool because I remember hearing it from the East Coast do it that way, but we're doing it this way. That's super dope. And because of the limitless potential of hip-hop and that hip-hop is literally you know, based on you know, – hip-hop was created out of nothing. So literally you can continue the, the, the spirit of hip-hop by creating something out of nothing and it's always based on innovation. So mm. you have these regional pockets – take certain things to do that even when you you can even see this from a linguistic perspective of the certain terminologies that you heard uh you hear in these different regions of hip-hop so for example yeah. west coast right now a lot of you know the term bruh you know especially that that's a part of the the, the bay uh, linguistic characteristics of hip-hop there yeah. or um well yeah 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 um, which I actually, I've actually been kind of, uh, diving deeper into, into hip hop from the Bay Area. What's and your favorite Bay, bay Area to,
0: rapper? Who so do you I'm like? still, un- I mean, G-Eazy from the Bay, right? Right.
1: I'm not, I'm uh, not gonna lie to you E-40, right now.
0: E-40, E-40 from the Bay. Yes. Like, I'm not
1: gonna lie to you right now. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Daveed Diggs and his past discography. Okay. Okay. Uh and honestly it was because of the of the musical Hamilton, because he was in it. (laughs) And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, yo, this dude can spit. Like he's spitting as Jefferson (laughs) and Lafayette, and this is dope. And I learned this whole deep connection to the Bay Area. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I've always heard about the Bay Area representing in the hip hop community, but I had never had a chance to dig deep into it or just never
0: E forty is one of my favorite uh rappers. Uh I forget what the song was, but uh um Oh man, something about <laughs> imagine all the Hebrews going dumb, dancing on top of chariots and turning tight ones or something like that. Like I don't know, there's just this like, and he's talking about like uh, G- oh, the 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 line starts off, Jesus Christ had dreads, so shake them. I ain't got none, but I'm planning on growing some. Imagine all the Hebrews gr- going dumb, dancing on top of chariots and turning tight ones. I don't know. E40's hilarious, man. I love, I love him even when he's featured on songs. I, I mean, he
1: playing. has he has one of the best like vocal one shots or like ad libs ever. Yeah. Like you know you're in for a good time when you hear ooh. you are yeah. you're, you know <laughs> yeah. you're in for a good time when you hear that ad lib come through. Like seriously, I can yeah. hear
0: Drake's producer. Six, six, six. And then afterwards, ew. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a hit. Yeah. E40s in the house. Well, that's the other thing that's <laughs> that's interesting about hip hop compared to other things. It's like you, you know, like, so when you if if you know about hip-hop, you're gonna and let's say you're you're a young rapper trying to get into hip hop, one of the things you're gonna do is buy beats from producers, and mm-hmm. you can usually pay those producers <sighs> to take their like their signature label off the beat or whatever. Does that make sense? So, like to take yeah, like say it's like it's like Allen beats or something you know whatever but like now it's actually become like even radio songs I'm hearing the beat the 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 person who produced the beats name still in it or the like the signature that that's in it and it's like that's become a thing that's not like oh I didn't pay for the beat and that's why that's there you know what I mean like it's actually a thing yeah where it's like that's actually the start of a of a of a of a, of a track six, six 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 like that's just the you know like um it's just it's interesting how that I mean I mean Two Chains has to announce himself every time he comes in on a verse you know Two Chains <laughs> you know like that's just a new like that's a new phenomenon within hip hop mm-hmm. itself because for a while there you know back when when I was kind of engaging hip hop as like uh, in college and such if you were rapping on a beat with the producer's name still on it, that was kind of like, ha ha, he couldn't afford the beat kind of type situation. Whereas now Mm. that's not the case. That's actually like a, I don't know, in some ways a badge of honor. Look at this producer I'm working with. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting
1: thing. I mean, the the elements of production and what that looks like has changed drastically, especially because of how accessible,
0: Everything music
1: production yeah. has become, which is yeah. why I honestly love talking about it with people, especially with the students at the school I work at, with from my nine to five. Mm. I got love talking about it because I'm just like, yo, back in the day, you had you your only option to record music was to spend like a thousand dollars to get just a little bit of time in a recording studio. otherwise, you couldn't access the tools in there. Now, who even goes to studios anymore? At the very least, what independent artists? Are going to the studios anymore? Not many. They're doing it from home because they're doing it from home, or they buy, they they or they or they rent out like a super small office space in some office building and flip that into a studio because it's super accessible. You don't need like a huge record label studio now to put out amazing quality work, chart topping, you know, hits. I mean, that's that's what Mclemore
0: did. That's what Chance did. I mean, that's what these when they first came up, that's kind of what they did. They were, they were just DIY in it. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's... So, so and so
1: that has changed the entire culture with music production, um, which, you know, yeah, you have the producer tags where it's, it's interesting because now you also have the business infrastructure of leasing beats, which was the yep. big issue. If I remember correctly, that was the big issue with, uh, with designers, Panda, the huge hit from like four or five years ago, that beat, he initially had leased out from somebody and then he ended up buying the beat from it with the masters and everything, because then then it became a commercial success. So even, even that element of like you're renting out your beats and then there's this ability to then buy it uh, or be, or sell it to somebody and all this stuff. It's, it's let it's, it's, it's a, it's a double edged sword because while it has these amazing opportunities for, you know, the business aspect, which I don't know if in the past, hip hop producers or the very least, you know, a lot of people who are trying to pursue hip hop had that thought in mind, like the business. And even now there's still a lot of kids who don't really think about the business aspect, but when it comes to beat leasing and beat purchasing, there's so many different pros and cons to that, that it's a bit of an overwhelming world to navigate, but the level of opportunity is so grand. That's why there's, there's two artists who I, I would tip, like if someone were to ask me where to find more information about this, I would flock to these two artists. Uh, One is Illmind. Who is a Grammy winning producer? He's produced for J. Cole, Beyonce, Jay-Z. I'm pretty sure he's done stuff for Drake. He's I also really appreciate him because he's from my he's from my area. Well, he's from Jersey City, but I'm from North Bergen, so we're not too far. And he's a Filipino American, which, you know, as far as recognizable producers, uh, there I can't think of many Asian Americans a part of that, a part of that collective. Yeah. So he's up there. So he's representing in that regard, you know, shout out to a lot of my Filipino friends and all that in the Filipino culture. I love them. Uh, But he has, he is so, so intelligent and very insightful on the business aspect of being a producer, the leasing of beats, selling them and all that stuff. Like he has his Instagrams, talkable information. He has a, a podcast called black chat that he has with other producers that talks about the business infrastructure and then the creative aspects and the second person I'd recommend is Ruslan, who Christian hip-hop uh, fans would know from the group The Breaks. Um, mm. Because even though, and people say, oh, he's a Christian hip-hop artist, I'm to disregard. No, that dude is really intelligent as well on the business infrastructure, especially because he very much represents the independent element. Not to say Ill minds is not, but if Ruslan independently runs a entertainment record company that's all about helping young artists develop themselves and become entrepreneurs. And he talks a lot about these elements as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that kind of the the producer call sign change.
0: Um, you know, from experience, from experience in that, like, so I not to, and I'm not plugging this in any way, but I did a (laughs) hip hop album and I, I, it was a it was a piece of five songs and um three of them were from the same producer i want to say and two of them were from two other producers and so the process through all those i bought all those exclusively so i paid for all of them exclusively um but like you could lease it but then it just meant that like they would sell that same beat up to another thousand plus times or whatever does that make sense so in essence yeah you get the beat but if it, if it, if it pops off, you're going to pay all kinds of money on the back end for that beat because you're not yeah. just buying, you're, you're buying out that person from the, they still own the exclusive rights it. you don't get the masters and all that. So I, got well, that's, that's calls. it. That's if they
1: negotiate that, that's if they don't sell their masters, which is part exactly. of what those two guys talk
0: about. But it, yeah, exactly that. There's, so there's I, all these I bought, I bought all of them. I bought all of them at the start. Cause I was like, I just would rather have it all, but there's a whole nother thing there of like, you know, when, it, when I think of like Macklemore's album, like The Heist, like that album has a real great flow start to finish to it. Better than most hip-hop albums, to be honest. And that's because it was him and Ryan Lewis the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and so Ryan Lewis is, is producing everything. So, so it's the same producer producing the beat. Whereas like you listen to a lot of albums now that are, you know, hip-hop albums, they have multiple producers hopping on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing different songs. So you just have these different sounds or different elements that don't necessarily connect to the song that was before the song that's coming after. And even when I produced that album that I, that I produced, it's like, I go back and I listen and I'm like, you know these two songs really flowed well together, but this one over here kind of is its own thing, and this one over here is kind of its own thing. They're not really yeah. like well, and, and that's one of the that's one of the realities of hip hop in general. Though now is most people are releasing singles more so than albums. Like they'll end mm-hmm. up throwing that single on an album later on, but it's like even Drake's new album the single for that album had been out for like six months before the new album. Was yeah. out, And like well, it was that, more released as a single than I didn't think of it associated with that album. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a lot, that's largely true. I don't know if that's an exclusively a hip hop thing. Mm-mm, whereas mm-mm. I think that mm-mm. that's, that's reflective of just how we've music uh, changed in, in our consumption. Yeah, Exactly. Consumption music with streaming and all of that. Like it's very rare that you have, like I couldn't tell you was the last time I bought a mu an album like a full EP from somebody as much as I've streamed it and or I've just donated to them or bought their merch. Well, so that's I just listen to overall.
0: Full albums, but I'm a weird. Oh, person.
1: I listened to full. I know I listened to full albums. I'm just saying like, as far as purchasing it. But even then. But like, I buy yeah, vinyl, like...
0: so that's the thing. Like if you buy vinyl, <laughs> you buy a full album, you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> hey, you're you're close. You're more attributing weird. to. The... Hey, it's not weird. That's just that's just being. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a I don't, hipster. I don't personally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: you vinyl listening hipster with a ponytail. What are you doing? No, uh... <laughs> no, but, uh,
1: but yeah, so it, it's, it's just interesting to see some of the, uh, elements like that shifting and changing in hip hop. I mean, music overall for sure. Um, but shifting in hip hop, especially because like, what was it? I think it was just this past year and it makes me so happy to have been such a lifelong fan. But hold on one second. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I want to be factual about this. Also, I want to clarify from earlier in the podcast. I was wrong. Zero to a hundred is not on. Nothing was the same. Was uh, say, if, it if it wasn't, if if it wasn't an album, I don't know which album it was on because it was initially released as a single. But um, let's see. Uh, I want to say, was it just this past year? I when is this? this past year within the last two years hip-hop officially took over the number one spot being the most popular yes, musical genre That was 2019. In the
0: that was 2019 I want to say yes it was 2019 that that it surpassed rock as the most popular dr- uh genre right because rock had yeah been, rock had spent rock had been the most popular genre since 1960 something um and uh and rap surpassed either 2018 or 2019. You and I definitely had a long conversation about it when it happened.
1: Right, it was- and, I mean, even, and I'm even reading the report here on Business Insider, and this is what I'm talking about where it's like hip hop, I, I don't wanna talk as if like hip hop is the superior genre, it's the best genre ever. It is for my life, it is for me, like I love hip hop and I couldn't see myself alone without it. But it's just hard to refute against the power of the culture and the genre because on this article on the Business Insider talking about that very surpassing of hip-hop over rock, um, the the gentleman who they're talking to about this, um, he notes that the growth of the hip-hop R&B genre was powered by a 72% increase in on-demand audio streaming. Wow. So a lot of hip-hop's ability to overcome that came very much so from streaming and the shift that we've had in cons- in that method of consumption as far as music goes over the last decade
0: wow yeah it's pretty fascinating all right let's let's get into some questions here let's get into <laughs> some let's get into some um some fun is what I guess I would say. So we've done the history <laughs> dive, we've done the hi- like kind of historical dive, like here's what. Um, all right, so um you have to choose one rap region to spend the rest of your life in and that's the only rap music that's represented on your playlist from now on. Oh, Which region dang, are bro. you choosing? North American region yeah i mean it can be anywhere we'll, we'll say anywhere i'm gonna say southern california personally like i'm gonna say i need i need dr dre i mean I'll dog and tupac bro too. that's but, bro that is so i'm gonna lock i'm not gonna lie to you instinctively you,
1: you never thought
0: of that before right like that's it that's no it.
1: i'm not gonna lie to you instinctively it's a tie between east coast and south okay it's time between east and south here right now but i can't which artists are you thinking
0: so, of, like being on that playlist that you're like, oh, I couldn't do without that artist, like that that has you kind of going back and forth? Um, I mean,
1: Eminem is on there. Ti. You uh, trying to think of who is else Eminem is on considered there?
0: East Coast? What's Eminem considered? I don't even know. Like he's like Midwest to me. I I mean, I, Michigan, I, I mean, think I part of it is East. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably. I'm East. not sure. I also it, think it, you got, we, you know beast. one of the things we didn't one of the things we didn't even reference is like Chicago has its own thing too with like Kanye and Oh, absolutely. And like, absolutely. Like that's a whole region. Uh
1: but no, nah, as far as East Coast I'm thinking of uh like a um Jay-Z, uh Biggie. Biggie. Uh, I'm also thinking of is Nas, is Fat Nas Joe, somewhere? Nas, yeah, Nas, Nas as well. Um
0: Where's Eazy-E? yeah Is that? Is 50 Cent yeah, 50 Cent. Easy yeah. e-, e-, Eazy- e is a uh, West Coast. West Coast, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you're thinking of people who I like now. So, like, I'm thinking of uh, Dave East as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think uh Joiner Lucas. South,
0: when you say South would be the other region if you didn't go East, are you talking about like ATL type South or more like Texas? Type? Yeah. ATL. Yeah.
1: A- a- ATL type South. So much of that sound has influenced me dude uh especially especially when i was really listening uh heavy to to ti back in my younger years
0: like Timberland beats were all from that kind of there he he produced a lot mm -hmm. of those types of artists right like i mean i feel like even the ner nerd beats the neptunes like those were all kind of in that same i don't know that they were all from atlanta necessarily but they were all collabing with atlanta type based artists and, like, that whole sound had its own, like, group that kind of ran with it. And I loved it in high school and in college. I just Yeah.
1: Like, like, a few notable oh, artists from here. Like, you have uh, Childish Gambino, CeeLo Green, mm. B.O.B., uh, yeah, Ludacris, Outkast, T.I., Usher is from Atlanta, uh, Ying Yang Twins, Young Jeezy. Like, these are all artists I listened to heavy as a kid. and it's very present in my playlist when I think of like my hip-hop history so man but I'm an East Coast boy so that's why it's hard for me too because I'm like damn Damn there are a lot of East Coast
0: you gotta yeah yeah uh
1: I think if if I had if I had to
0: solidify on an answer oh because you also have J. Cole who's from the South oh my gosh dang it oh you get J. Cole man you gotta throw J. Cole in there dude J. Cole isn't J. Cole coming out with a new album or didn't it just drop like last week uh i have no i I, he's been
1: dropping music but i think that's because he's been having some issues with no name which is you know a whole thing in itself um to answer your question i'm gonna i feel like i have to stay i'm gonna say east coast east coast I i have to stay
0: regional all right all right so here's the next question okay you are you are um tasked you're on the mars task force and uh we're we're uh we're populating mars and they come to alan to say you can take one rap artist to mars bring rap the genre of rap to mars which one rap artist are you taking to mars
1: it's a tie between charles cambino or kendrick lamar
0: yeah, I was gonna say Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, childish actually, Gambino I, would be amazing because he, um, he's, you know, what? I'm cross genre. He can cross genres like he can do so much.
1: Yes, but. I'm gonna say childish, and that's exactly why is because he would have he the is Mars. <laughs>
0: that's the thing. He is he, Mars. Is,
1: he is Mars. <laughs> 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 no, but it, but it's because of that. I mean, he's a, he's a hip hop artist. He's also a singer. He also wrote and produced television. He's also starred in, and, and active in films. I think he's, he helps produce some films too. Dude, He is he a is, renaissance
0: man. He is. He yes. does everything.
1: So when you're talking about pushing forward hip hop to a whole new land and a whole new culture, I'm going to rely on that guy because he can do it in multiple
0: formats. That's a great answer. Honestly, like I, I didn't think like that. That's a really good answer. Okay. Now you take Childish Gambino, you're on the uh, spaceship and you and Childish get to talking and um and uh they say you can bring one rap catalog of any artist, not childish gambino, but any other artist, one full catalog of all of their albums to Mars, mm. and it will be the new catalog, if you will, of this new land. What artist are you choosing and why? Oh man,
1: that's a tough one. Um I think of that
0: one <laughs> you did not get these questions in advance obviously i love i love mm, uh, no not. i mean i think the no comes, do you go for volume or do you go for like like really really good because if you go really good and volume which is probably the way to go you're gonna you're gonna lose You're, you're not gonna go newer artists who only have like three albums because you want more albums does that make sense but yeah. you might go Eminem, and there's some albums in there that you're like, yeah, I'm not super proud of that, or I'm not, I wouldn't really listen to that one. Like, you know what I mean? But there's more to listen to amid the, the discography. And so, then-
1: so my 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 thing that I'm trying to think of is what artist has had the greatest range of evolution as an artist? Mm. Because I would I would if I'm gonna have a catalog be the foundation for this new culture, this new land. I would want it to be an artist who's experienced growth and has experienced a variety of changes in their artistry to mm-hmm. further exemplify what hip hop does and also to have more material to study,
0: more diverse question? material to study. Does the Jay Z include like Watch the Throne and include like the Linkin Park mashups? and like yes i would say so because it wasn't just features he was like he was uh, was was half of the project yeah yeah yeah. so like if jay-z's album includes watch the throne and it includes that you've you you get some of that interesting crossover i was trying to think if dr drake could get thrown in there but i don't think you really i mean not that he couldn't he's definitely worthy of conversation but i guess i'm saying like i don't really feel like there's enough of like a evolution as much as we see on like jay-z the evolution Mm. of jay-z's a little more Interesting. I think, but I also by I think, think Jay-Z I think, because that of that, he tracks on his discographies that I'm like, yeah, they're yeah, okay. they're not amazing. They're, they're yeah, okay. but it's
1: important to have some of that too. So actually, my answer to be Jay Z for right now because of that element of he has, he, I mean, his discography is huge, and within it's that huge. discography, there's a wide variety of the collaborative efforts. The a second close, a second uh, or a second close option would probably be Kanye West.
0: Yeah. I don't know. If, if I'm going to Mars, I don't know if I want to take anything Kanye with me, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hey. playing. I'm just being mean. I'm sorry. Sorry, people. Sorry if you like Kanye. I actually really love Kanye. What's your favorite Kanye album? Uh, college Dropout. See, my favorite Kanye album, and this gets me in trouble with people. Like they, they really don't like it. Jesus is my favorite Kanye album. I, I respect that exper- choice. I love the experimental beats, man, and like yeah, uh, I,
1: that's that's what I say about Yeezus. Uh, is that like I personally don't ever give it the time of day, but what I will always say about it is it was one of the most progressive hip hop albums in terms of its artistic direction and style in the 2010s. Dude, I vibe to that
0: I album. Think so be, hard. I think it'll be. I
1: think it. I think it'll go down as one of the most it explorative albums in in hip hop history and in music history.
0: Because it it was so forward pushing. It reminds me of like what Because of the Internet did with Childish Gambina that it was this like, every song on that album was like an experience. It wasn't like a song. Yeah. It wasn't, it it definitely, like you, like you had kind of said Drake has this like, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, like kind of like structure. You'd be in the middle of a song and all of a sudden the song just drops and like a new 808 beat comes in and you're like, where did that beat come from? What's going on now? What is it doing? Yeah. And it, and then like, it would get really dark really fast. And like, you're like, whoa, this is weird. Like, and like, I don't know, it just those kinds of elements to me, I've always enjoyed. I think I just, I like odd, weird, when a song kind of, uh, Travis Scott does it a lot where he switches up a whole song. It's almost like two different songs mashed together. And like, after the second verse ends, all of a sudden the song like, like, The floor drops out of the song and then a whole new beat appears and the song keeps going. Like, uh, which song did he do with Drake where it did that? Um, it was they did it at the Super Bowl, even, or he did it, he did a portion of it at the Super Bowl. But anyway, he he definitely um that kind of I I think that inspired people like Travis Scott, like Yeezus did, and and like and and others to do even more like weird, experimental. Sounds with hip hop, which I think we're still kind of on the precipice of what's possible with all that. Because yeah,
1: some cool yeah, I mean, out there. well, I mean, regardless, regardless of uh, your people's current opinions on him, which I'm, I'll state mine right away is that like, sure, he's 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 saying a lot of stuff that's that's kind of tripping. Like he's kind of tripping a little <laughs> bit, to be honest. But but for me, for me, I I personally view it as like, okay, this this guy. It's no secret that this guy has always had some sort of conflict with his mental health, Um, especially since the passing of his mother. I think, I think we can even see that in his artistry, which is not the sense of, of cherry picking that, that element, but because he's just been, he's so creative that it just automatically paints itself in his music. So for me, a lot of what I've been seeing the last couple of years has been a man who really convincingly seems to be having some elements of conflict in that regard. And he's also, he's also not been scared to admit that, which is I highly respect, especially when you look at overall men of color have an issue with admitting that sort of thing, but particularly amongst African-American men. So like, he's not afraid to admit that, or at least he came to really be unashamed about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just continuously see a man who's having conflict with his mental health and or the conflict of seeming to have a radical personal transformation. And in this case, it's of him something is sticking with the aspect of Christian faith and trying mm-hmm. to navigate that space in the position that he has been in as one of the most influential hip hop artists of our time. Um so I never I, I oftentimes don't look at Kanye as like a yo, this guy's tripping or he's stupid or ridiculous. I just continue to see it as this is a guy who just needs love and just needs help. Yeah. I don't know what that what, what no, that's looking like in his personal circles, but yeah, that, that's my that's my opinion on Kanye, just as a quick aside. Cause did
0: I, you see Kim you know, Kardashian's post about um about she, she actually made a really well thought out um, post. I want to say it was even just like a week ago. Um, yeah, where it was like a, I want to say it was on Instagram, and I didn't actually see it from Kim Kardashian. I saw it someone else reposted it, and I read it, and it was really well worded, and it was pretty much just talking about, um, w- what it's you know the, the challenges of of mental health in in mm-hmm. that world, and and I I would, I would venture to guess that like you and i know people with um you know uh that struggle with mental health you know and um yeah i must believe the pressures and the weight and the stresses of that are magnified when you are famous but then famous even in the way in which kanye is famous which is in a lot of ways kind of a a shock jock famous rap artist too like you know what i mean like he is famous for sometimes the things that you wonder if it's attached to his mental you know health you know so so that yeah gives, all of that is really hard to sometimes separate and still see a human being which i think yeah. is really important that we do that but at the yeah at the, yeah but at the same time i mean he he's made some really good music along the way and uh and i don't i i, I will always respect the artistry in it even as there are things that he says that like you said he's tripping you know (laughs) uh, um yeah all right so uh so we have our catalog Mm -hmm. we have our artist um if you could bring one producer who would it be come on dude (laughs) bro i'm between i'll tell you who i'm between i'm between two and you can go completely a different direction But I would either be bringing Timberland or Dr. Dre. Um, I think Dr. Dre has so much experience producing so many different artists. But I personally like Timberland's sound. But Timberland might not have as much versatility as Dre, so I don't know. And we're talking the producer to, to help educate
1: and talk about what is hip hop, correct? Sure. Okay um damn uh bro i always my my list of like top tjs is always always shifting
0: Uh, and remember this is the new (sighs) frontier this is the new world i don't know if that means you don't see i don't know i I guess you could go two different directions because you could either go someone who's really established like Dre. Does that make sense or Timbaland? Or you yeah. know like someone who's really new, innovative. Oh, wait, let me ask a clarifying question. Yeah.
1: Does this person have is it alive or dead?
0: Or is it just alive? Ooh. Let's st- let's stick with alive. We've we've been doing everything with the alive people, so let's stay alive for now. <sighs> maybe maybe our next question will be a a question of of the deceased. Um who are you thinking about? Like who's popping in your head? Kanye, honestly. Kanye. Really?
1: Ka- yeah. Ka- Kanye honestly
0: pops Kanye in my is head. a producer. I mean, he produces his
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's honestly kind of what put him on the map a little bit is his production before
0: his rapping. Did Kanye produce Travis Scott? Uh,
1: I don't know for like sure, but album? I would not
0: be surprised. Like I feel like the Audio not... album was had kanye on it like in the sense of like you know producing because it just sounded so kanye like i don't know
1: yeah but uh, honestly he's the first that comes to my mind
0: as far as alive hmm okay we can stay there if you're cool with that uh yeah that's 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 my answer all right kanye even though i said kanye wasn't going to mars he's going to mars now Going to Mars. <laughs> got our. Producer. You said you said I had the choice. It's your choice. As as... I'm asking you the questions, man. I'm asking <laughs> you the questions. So far, I'm with you 100. percent. I think we 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 split on the Kanye. I'm with you a childish Gambino. I'm with you with Jay Z's discography. I think I would take Dr. Dre. Um, I think he has enough of the uh, the history of hip hop. You know. Being that he Mm -hmm. is the history in a lot of ways of hip-hop you know and he's also worked with so many artists but but i think i think kanye is a fair choice he's definitely uh yeah has my close
1: my close second was going to be uh i don't know which answer you'd accept it my close second was gonna be the neptunes or pharrell
0: dude the neptunes or pharrell were my close second like i would even say like timberland to me timberland neptunes and pharrell are all kind of like they all kind of worked on so many songs that I love, like, like Mm -hmm. just that sound, like even just like, like I think of like Justin Timberlake's, um, uh, albums like justified and like just how good those beats are, man. Like they come up. If you go back and listen to those records from like forever ago, it's not, it's not that long ago, but like when you listen back, you're like, wow, these beats are good like their Timbaland beats or like any of the Neptunes or Pharrell beats are amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think those, those could have been good too, but I, I think, I think Kanye is good. Okay. So now um, we get to resurrect one person from the past in hip hop to bring with us, who are we resurrecting? One person, anybody doesn't, it can be anybody in hip hop. So it could be a producer, a rapper, a, it could be, Mm. anybody. The big the big two you're gonna go to probably are Biggie and Tupac, right? Those are the, the, the immediate like I think off the cuff that most people are gonna think about. You got Nipsey too, though, like which is like I wonder uh-huh. you go you go newer and you go Nipsey Hustle. I don't know. I mean there's uh
1: No, I know who it'd be who Jay Dillo.
0: Really? Yeah really mm-hmm. what about jay dilla makes you want to uh bring him um
1: so here's what i'll say
0: i personally did not
1: grow up listening to jay dilla jay dilla became someone i listened to in my young adult years after getting into further into the history of hip-hop and all that but from the people who i've who i've heard from and definitely uh quest love is a huge voice but from all of the people I've heard from, all the artists I've heard from, whenever you talk, whenever the discussion of a, a significant influence to the sound of hip hop, a significant influence to the element of pocketing drums and pocketing uh, certain sounds in particular sequences that were not quantized, and just the massive impact on the sound of hip hop. Jay Dilla consistently is a name that is brought up Mm. across all the geographical areas. He is consistently a name that continues to come up in conversations. And I feel like his, like that he was not done with his career. He was Mm. not done continuing pushing things forward. Um, Like it's just his massive influence. To the point where I just learned recently that he's considered the godfather of lo-fi hip hop, yeah, which is another yeah. you know banging sub subculture Dude, of culture like hip hop.
0: lo-fi is one of my favorite. Like I think of even like the Cool Kids, <laughs> the Cool Kids, like Bake Sale. That album. Mm-hmm. I lived in Boston. I wore that album out. Like I literally bought two CDs. Bro, I, I I felt cool because. I felt cool because I was like, bro, they've been playing this music on Adult Swim for as long as I can
1: remember. And I've been an Adult Swim fan for a long time. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say Jay Dilla, just because his, his level of influence is just massive. And I feel like if that were to come back, I don't know what sort of impact that'd make. But holy cow, do I think it'd be powerful. So, as far as pushing a new frontier,
0: Jay Dilla is the one I'd be resurrecting. Cool, cool. And he worked with a lot of people like Tribe Called Quest, <laughs> uh, MF Doom. Like he he mm-hmm. worked with a lot of Mad Lib, yeah. Pete Rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. What are some other questions we can think of? Those are those are that's the list of my questions. I think I I don't know if I'd go Jay Dilla. I think I'd probably go Tupac or Biggie. If you had to go Tupac or Biggie, which one would you resurrect? Let's let's say right now you could resurrect one. To make an album in America, let's let's remove Mars off the table. Who would you go? Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Tupac, really? Yeah. Hmm. What about Tupac uh, over Biggie? Why, why why Tupac over Biggie? Oh gosh, I gotta be careful with this. Um, <laughs> Especially because you're
1: from the East. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like as far as what's happening right now and the particular climate, yeah, I feel like. Tupac's overall philosophy that he presented in his music. I feel like Tupac was more philosophical he and or social
0: issues better than Biggie, I think. Not that Biggie didn't, but like I I like- I,
1: I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say better. I would just say it was more or more documented.
0: Sure. Um sure. that's fair.
1: Whereas and and, it, and it's different because Biggie, like Biggie's claim to fame was battle rap and yeah. was was battling on the streets and and even still you know like his whole discography like a lot of why he was so powerful was cuz he had bars and lines for days and had intelligent intelligent uh construction of of lyrics that was in the that was in the the elements of that battle rap off the cuff perspective so he was that was like his that was one of his signatures uh as far as artistic um style but yeah, Tupac had a bit more of social commentary within his his discography. And this isn't to say that he is, you know, he you know, this is to say he was the the perfect model for sure, but when I think to a lot of people who cite a hip hop artist who spoke to their life and to be honest, Lecrae is coming up as a as a person who really looked up to Tupac. Who would attribute to say Tupac was the dad that wasn't present when I uh, in my life? Mm. It's it's that sort of influence that would have me fascinated to bring Tupac back to make an album now.
0: That's good. That's good. All right. Why don't we end on this? Uh, if people, you know, we have half a summer left. Let's say, you know, roughly. I don't know yeah. technically about how much summer we have left, but obviously it's been I a mean, as of this Friday is going to be about a month. It's been, it's been a <laughs> unique summer. Uh, let's, yeah. let's do this. We'll end with three albums, okay? Yeah. An album you want to um, first, an album a so I'll, I'll give you all of them before you have to start picking. So don't start pick yet, okay? Like a okay. summer album, you just want to turn on and groove to, like it's just that kind of like whether you're outside, whether you're at the beach, whether you're whatever, but it just kind of represents summer to you, and it's a hip hop album that represents summer. And like you know, maybe it even represents the windows down in the car while you're rolling through the street. Whatever that kind of an album that you would go to. What would what would your go to album be for that, uh, or song if you want to stick with song? If it's like I can't think of a whole album, but a song that's fine too. Um, what's your go to album for? I want to engage and think and be challenged. Um, what would that look like? And what's your go to album? Um, that people probably don't know all right and i'll i'll Mm -hmm. I'll do it too i'll do it too all right so what what do you want to start with uh let's do summertime because that's a that's a good one to start off with what's your go-to summertime
1: (sighs) that's a good question i gotta think on that for a sec
0: (laughs) um I'm trying to think what I what I listen to when I have the windows down in the car when I'm just like rolling and having a good time. Um, and I, and that's the problem is, is like so much rap. You just don't listen to in albums You listen to in singles, you know, um, mm-hmm. but. I I mean, I'll say this. I know it's not really a summertime album, so I'd say I'd say I'm between two for me like it would be because of the internet just rolled down and cranked while I'm rolling. I love that album. It's just a little bit too choppy to where there's songs on there that aren't going to really give me that vibe. Um, Yeah. But the one I'll definitely say is um, uh, just about any Drake album um, is great for the summer. In my opinion, like, I think think the two that I go to first are, um, like I said, my favorite is nothing was the same but if you're reading this, it's too late is good. And views is good. So I would say in the yeah. summertime, I listen to a lot of Drake. I really do in the summertime, listen to a lot of Drake. And usually it's weird to think that nothing was the same as 2013 now, because that feels old. It feels weird that it was seven years ago, but that was like, that was, I think that year, I think that was, cause I always do a top 10 like favorite albums of the year. And I want to say that was yeah. like, top three that year. And it, and it still holds up today when I go back and listen to it, like, um, and it's a good summer album. There's some bangers on there. So it's a good time. All right, you go. Um, dang, man, that's tough. Um, there's a few albums that pop in
1: my mind right now. Uh, I want to roll the windows down and listen to. Right now, I have a tie right now. I'm trying to decide which one. It's Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Or um I'm trying to think what the name of the album is. Uh, Big Sean's I Decided. Hmm. I'm not sure which one of those I'd pick I'd pick. Um because Dam has so many good grooving uh, songs on there. Yeah. It has your, your good couple of hard hitters, but same thing with I decided. Because in my opinion, I think Big Sean still slept on amongst a lot of uh, oh, uh,
0: hip hop aficionados I, I think he is too um, so
1: i'm i'm gonna go with i decided just because i'm looking at the track list down i'm like yo i want to listen to this album after we finish this podcast because <laughs> it's such a good album i love i decided
0: see i really liked uh dark sky paradise um and i got into i decided too but i i, I don't know why but i just uh, something about dark sky paradise um I don't know, just the beats on that album I really liked, but yeah.
1: Is that his, is that his E-40s on that album? <laughs>
0: Probably, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kanye West is on there, E-40s on there, Ty Dolla Signs on there. I mean, there's a bunch of... Uh, yeah. I mean, Lil Wayne's even on there. We didn't even talk about Lil Wayne. This is the first mention of Lil Wayne. Um, yeah. And, I mean, and Drake's on there with Blessings. You know what I mean? There's a lot Yeah. Of that. That, that, that album. Way up, cool. I feel blessed. Yep. Straight up. All right, uh, so we got Summer album down. All right, so the next one was an album that'll make you think. Oh, man. Like um, that, you, that, you, that you have to engage in some way. Uh, for me, this is where I would go back to Kendrick. What you said, I would go to Damn for sure. But I think you could honestly go Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimple Butterfly. You could just go about anywhere in that collection uh, and, yeah. and, and find something to engage in. You know. I I want to challenge myself and see if I can get an album that's not Kendrick. Because I feel so like he's often if sought I go to. off Kendrick, I would say Run the Jewels. The new Run the Jewels album is really That's a solid choice. Um engaging politically and just uh very very social uh in its in its statements and in what it's doing. I think uh-huh. you could go Toby or like more um concrete lyrics i guess i don't know if that's what necessarily mm-hmm. we're talking about when we're talking about engaging but i do think there's that concrete li- lyricness to it
1: yeah uh i'm looking through my playlists or my albums here because i'm like bro there's like a couple of ones coming to mind um dang this is such a good question I'm trying really hard not to pick Kendrick cuz that's the one I want to go to. But I'm like, no, nah, I got to be some different.
0: I mean, Lupe is another one.
1: Oh, oh, I know. One. I know. And this go is definitely ahead. not this is definitely not a mainstream uh choice, but he is one of the most uh lyrically dense and multi-layered MCs I've heard uh is mr j medeiros Never specifically his saw album mr j j medeiros
0: how do you spell that it's not even coming up m-e-d-e-i-r-o-s
1: M-E-D. Here, I'll 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 send it to you on iMessage right now. But that one, that album has a lot of really good lyrics. And I remember listening to it, and I was like, "Bro, I don't even understand half of what he's saying because of how layered it is." Nice. Um, and he to me has always been very, very, very slept on. Uh, he's kind of popping with uh with French uh hip hop culture actually, because he he has a group with um with the producer 20 sill called Alta. That's really pop. That's pretty popular right now. And he sure. was on a group and he was on a group called the procussions, which some of the Christian hip hop fans would know that name, but Stro Elliot was in that group who is now a member of the roots. Hmm. And Stro Elliot and Mr. J Medeiros have done work together.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a, an underground listen right there. Um, that's cool, man. But,
1: as far as if you want to think, like lyrically is going to make you think because there's a lot of really intelligent writing.
0: I think of like J. Cole also would be a good one to make you think, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good. J. J. Cole just popped in my head for some reason because we had, we, I think yeah. we mentioned him already before, but, uh, but yeah. All right. So now one that no one knows, which you kind of already covered, but so you have to give us another one that no one knows. Um, Another one that four, no one knows. Or that's more underground that is less likely to be known. So I'm going to I'll go first because I'm ready here. Yeah. Uh, an album in 2016 by Haji. Um, and uh, the album's called Fireplace, The Not the Other Side is what it's called. So if you just look at Fireplace, Haji H O D G Y. Um, this album is amazing. Like uh, front to back, amazing album. Uh, he's got yeah. Buster Rhymes on it, he's got Lil Wayne on it um and if you don't know anything about Haji Haji is from um Odd Future so um so his his like background is that he was kind of part of the Odd Future crew with Tyler the Creator and all that or what what, what was it called like Wolfgang or whatever whatever yeah. Called. yeah yeah so um so anyway um I don't know how you feel about all of those people but I really like Haji I like Frank frankie ocean obviously um mm-hmm. and I, I did like tyler the creator's flower album was that what it was called yeah um, yeah but uh but it, ultimately that album by haji it's really good and it has some like really redemptive themes like he has a song on there called resurrection um um he even has a song called they want where it's like the the, the whole hook is like they want you to fail they want you to hate yourself and like this like it's just a very positive there's a lot of positive um on that album and then he also has like voicemails from his mom like that kind of interlude the whole album and it's like his yeah. mom pretty much saying like oh just don't pay him any mind don't don't pay him you know any attention like they're just you know upset with you blah blah, blah whatever and then like all of a sudden it, it, that'll cut out and it'll be like they want you to fail they want you to hate yourself and like he so he pretty much is taking like these themes from these voicemails from his mom and putting them on tracks uh so it's 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 i I really like the album i'd kind of just randomly discovered it um uh in 2016 and it's one i'm still listening to even now four years later so yeah okay
1: so for me i
0: got i got another one um you could go with the new harrisburg dude i like his album coda um yeah he's kind of growing in popularity but he's still relatively like not super popular right yeah no i'd, I'd say he Yeah, you he's... like that album do you like that album everything i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not trying i'm not trying to like le- steer you that way <laughs> i'm just more i'm more uh, trying I, to I, I, some space I, while you think i'm yeah. giving you some time yeah
1: okay? yeah away. no i got that got you um <laughs> no i haven't i haven't fully listened to it so i can't say for sure
0: mm-hmm. um exactly that um not coda the friend by the way which his new album is yeah awesome. and, and i mean definitely I mean, the I mean, stuff i've, I've to heard a few good.
1: yeah i mean the stuff i've heard
0: i've been like yeah this is dope
1: i'm down for this and it's definitely um,
0: more backpack rap right i mean more like yeah like i don't know it's just it's different it's not it's not like overly produced i want to call it lo-fi but um yeah i don't know yeah that's been my experience with this stuff.
1: um i would say the Iceberg by Odyssey. Mm, okay. I think Odyssey is really slept on a lot. Uh he's a really creative MC who my homie put me onto back in college. We actually tried to book him for a show a while back, uh, uh at Messiah. Um, but yeah, I'd say Odyssey, particularly like I said, the, the iceberg.
0: Nice. Where's he from? Uh, You know, I've never bothered
1: to look up where he is oh, from. Oh, here it is, D.C. There nice. you
0: go. Very cool. Yeah. Sudan mm-hmm. father, African-American mother. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check him out. I've never, I've, I've, I feel like I've heard him. Has he been featured on tracks before? I feel like I've heard him featured on tracks before, um, but I don't know if I've actually listen to any of his stuff i feel like i've seen him just the spelling of odyssey which is like odd i see if you're yeah
1: like i said i don't know much about his uh, his his history as far as his, uh his career um like i said i just
0: know uh he does a lot of production stuff and he's put out a lot of albums a lot of mixtapes so i told i gave the reason i like the album what what reason about that album makes you say this is worth checking out uh the odysseys production or odysseys production i think is really creative
1: and it's really cool uh, a lot of different influences throughout it and also i don't know man he just he has good flow he has a unique voice to him and he has real good flow uh it's a little backpacky in some ways it's just man it, it, it's just good stuff i i just i really like this album a lot uh particularly uh the song like really that song is really cool i like the song a lot but yeah it's just a fun <laughs> album it's a fun really well done album
0: awesome dude well this has been a good uh chat about hip-hop music anything else you want to leave people with uh before we yeah. shut down the combo about hip-hop music
1: yeah um one thing i would definitely say is you know definitely continue exploring hip-hop because again as i was mentioning way earlier in the podcast like it's it's had a a, it's a globalized culture and music um because it's it's existing in every part of the world you know it has had such vast influences in so many areas and it's very commonly a, a a common connecting piece across different groups of people across the world um and it's, it's you know, often been this voice for the disenfranchised, and I would seriously look into that history to understand it, um, especially you understand, like, oh, so, like, if I had, like, an artist who happens to be white, like, like a Post Malone instance, so you're kind of, like, conflicted about it, especially in this day and age where you gotta be woke about everything, and you're <laughs> kind of, like, conflicting... Well, I would check out
0: like uh, appropriation and stuff like that, right? Like cultural appropriation. Yes. Yeah. Like- so
1: here's so here's what I would say. I would recommend, honestly recommend, the Netflix documentary series Hip Hop Evolution. There are currently okay. four four seasons of that right now. And I'll I recommend, recommend it. I recommend it because number one, it is the it is a really well-done, nuanced deep look into the history of hip hop where they go and interview a lot of different people. Um number two, it's hosted by Shad, who is an amazing Dude, rapper.
0: Shad is amazing. That's if you've yeah. never heard of Shad, you should just go listen to I want to say it's T S O L, his album. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry, go keep going. Sorry. Sorry. You said Yeah, no, yeah. So he's he's
1: uh yeah no uh yes he is um he's the the host of it uh, he's a phenomenal job going through that. So that's the second reason. And third reason is it's just a, it, like y'all got Netflix. Y'all want to binge something. <laughs> go, binge, go binge this because it's it's four episodes each season. I think they're an hour long. So you got some good content there. And it's just, again, a really good look into the cultural significance of hip-hop's upbringing and just seeing the, the strand the long-standing legacy that that has created and why people who are deeply invested in the culture um, see it as way deeper than just music.
0: Dude, that's, that's great. I mean, anything Shad's got his hands on is worth checking out. And I haven't checked that out yet. So I need to go listen to it or watch it right away because I'm confident it's gonna be good. And if you haven't heard of Shad, I'm gonna say it one more time. T-S-O-L, go listen to that album. It's 10 years old now. I just looked it up, it's 10 years old. (laughs) I can't believe it. Rose Garden is an amazing song. Um, At the same time is an amazing song on that album. Go listen to those. Well, I think we've given people all kinds of potential musical choices to go check out if they wanna grow their hip hop library. Also, Fam Jam, please go listen
1: to Fam Jam. Fam Jam?
0: Okay, (laughs) I'll check that out. From Shad? Oh, from from Shad, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, Flying Colors from Shad. I mean, all of his mm-hmm. albums are good. Just listen to anything with Shad on it. But if you want to comment on things that Alan and I should check out, uh, just uh, comment on either the uh, on the uh, Podbean or wherever you find this posted at PastorJustinDouglas.com or on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram when we post about it. Like, um, just find the thread there and post and give us some songs that we should check out. Some hip hop stuff that maybe we're not Thinking about or let us know what you how you would have answered uh the questions we talked about we definitely want this to be interactive we'd love to hear what you're thinking so so don't hesitate to uh to interact in that way alan thank you for being on again and i hope you have a good rest of your night yeah man thanks for having me